Hi everyone, welcome to HubShot's episode 221. In this episode, we talk about HubSpot's new report builder that's in beta and how awesome it is, HubSpot meetings using Team Round Robin, a gotcha with using Zoom with HubSpot meetings, creating Facebook audiences of the most engaged people on your website, Shoshin, and are you overcomplicating your buyer personas? You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and strategies for growing your sales, marketing, and service results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm really well, and we'll explain what Shoshin is at the end of the show, and watch how we wrap this episode together, because we're going to start by talking about treating people with respect as they start their journey as a marketing professional, aren't we, Ian? That's right. And that's our growth thought of the week, Craig. And I think this is really important for us and many of our listeners who have been on this journey and understanding that there are people who are constantly learning and starting and to be mindful of that and be patient with them, give them the right resources. And I'll give you a little tip here. HubSpot Academy has so many great resources and I generally tell people, hey, have a look at this lesson or look at this course and educate yourself and get more up to speed. It's a great place to start. Yeah. And worth mentioning that um, it's not only beginners who need to have a beginner's mindset. It's all of us. We need to be learner-dolls, as Brian Halligan would say. I know. I felt like that looking at the new report builder, Craig. (laughs) Yeah, which we'll come to in a second because it is awesome, isn't it? That's right. Okay, on to our quick shots of the week, Craig. And here are a few quick things that might interest our listeners. And this is the HubSpot Task Today view. Hey, have you got this yet? It's in beta. Yes. How do you get these things and I don't get them? <laughs> are you talking about the email that you get as well? Uh, the With the roll-up of the task that you've got for today? No. I. I... Yeah. So there's oh, right. an email that I get saying which says here are all the tasks that are in for today. That's funny. I wonder how they allocate who gets the betas because I get some of them and then I don't get others. So I chat with you and you've got them and I don't. So I, I keep I keep sending emails to Jess. Thanks, Jess, uh, my, my um, uh, account manager at HubSpot and she enables them for me. But yeah, I, I wonder I wonder what the the algorithm is for allocating to, to beta rates. But anyway, it looks really good. I'm looking forward to that. And what's the next one, Craig? HubSpot inbox comments can now include attachments. Comments are good. Do you use comments in inbox? Yes. We do this because we get the HubSpot support things come into the inbox and we just all chat amongst ourselves if there's a support request. It's really good. Yeah. And the final one is the HubSpot product update blog. And this is where you can learn about the latest updates via the HubSpot product blog. And this is a great one. They have lots of, uh, on the monthly, they have the videos, which I, which I love watching, over a cup of tea or coffee, as they say. But there are, there are things constantly rolling out. And I think this is a real key thing I want to highlight is that there is this constant improvement to be better, right? It's all about growing better, Craig. It is all about growing better, Ian. And by the way, just a quick side check. Um, do, do you know I've given up um, caffeine? Have you really? Yeah, I, I'm on a 10-day challenge to just not have coffee or tea or, well, not wow. caffeinated. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm, I'm getting through. I'm looking forward to returning to coffee, I've got to say. But um, after about three or four days, the headaches actually finally stop and it's actually yes. quite good. So yeah. I'm not well, sure why I mentioned listeners. that, but yeah, I guess I, 
I, I, I don't have anything to enjoy my product updates with <laughs> coffee. Anyway. Or maybe a cold beverage, Craig. A cold beverage. There we go. All right. Now on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. And this is the HubSpot report builder. And this is in beta. So you'll see a big beta sign beside it when you go into the report builder. Now, listeners, we're going to walk through it. The show notes are detailed and has screenshots. So I encourage you to look at it if you want to learn more. But we're going to take you through some of the things that we've learned from looking at it. Yeah, look, it is a bit daunting at first. My first comment is I want to say don't be overwhelmed by it. Uh, When you first go into it, it's like, oh, wow. I've put a, a screenshot in the show notes right at the top, your primary data source. That's what you need to start with, and I've made that clear. So if you haven't yet actually looked at the beta, you won't know what I'm talking about. But once you see it, you'll know. And that's it's kind of hidden up up the top and and I think you've you and I have both missed this originally because we just saw these tick boxes we went crazy ticking things but Correct. that's where you start the primary data source that could be clear but once you get that you're going right so that's my primary data source then I'm going to join it with all these other data sources and the great thing is you can report on just about anything now so before it was like contacts companies deals and tickets right they're the four things you'd report across now they've got all these other objects, things like form submits, web activities, ad metrics, ad keywords, CTAs, and you can join across them all. It, it's really good. Um, how far have you gone into this in, so far? Very shallow, Craig. I was playing around with it today and I got a little bit frustrated until I spoke to you. All right. What were you frustrated with? That screen. I just, I was going crazy clicking things and trying to understand. And then I, <laughs> right. I, actually I worked out a few things and then I got to the next screen and then I had to do the X and the Y axis and place the the data points. And then I just kind of left it there. Yeah, this is more of an advanced user tool than just a simple click. So they've got a library of reports that are pre-made. So you can just, if you've got on a dashboard, by the way, we're not even talking about dashboards this episode, but gee, the dashboards are much better now as well. I love the dashboards. Yeah, so they've got all these pre-prepared reports, just drag them uh, or plonk them on your dashboard. But here with this new custom report builder, you can get very sophisticated about the reports you build, joining across things. And we've got a few examples in here. Like I joined across web activities with form submits, uh, with contacts, joining across them all to produce reports. I've got some screenshots where I actually wanted to drill into web activities to see the kinds of terms people were searching on on HubShots. You know, we added the HubShots yes. um, search thing. Correct. So I've got an example of that. And look, plenty more notes um, in the show notes. But the other thing that I will just call out is that there's custom filter rules. So this is really good. Previously with reports, you'd filter down. Mm-hmm. So you'd kind of filter down and down. They were almost like always an and, this and, and this, and yes. this, and this. Whereas now you can see in one of the screenshots I've got there, you can actually put your own parentheses in. You could say this or this or this and this. And you can do that kind of ordering of parentheses for how it's filtered. It's really powerful and simple. Pick two, Ian. Powerful. Deeply, powerful. deeply, Craig. <laughs> So, and the other thing I like uh, is that you can export stuff out. So that's good. Now, tell tell us, Craig, what are the things that you don't like? Okay, so the thing that disappointed me is that on some of them, the timeframes, for example, the web activities events, yep. uh, you limited to thirty days, maximum of thirty days. I actually wanted to run it for the whole year, but couldn't. 
can be a bit slow to recalculate. It must be doing some massive number crunching behind the scenes, mm. but I'm, I'm sure that'll get better. And even just things like saving the report, saving the name, causes it all to recalculate. But I will say when it recalculates, it doesn't freeze the screen. You can keep okay. working and there's actually a tick box so you can say, look, don't update the the report as we go. So it's quite, it's not uh, hostile at all. It's, it's quite user friendly there. But there's some objects. The one I'd like to report across is campaigns and also social yes. engagements. They're not yet yep. available. Maybe they are on the, on on the roadmap. And also, I'm going to assume that their new custom objects that just launched. I'm going to assume that will be available in the report builder in the future as well. But look, this That's is right. this is such a powerful tool. To think a couple of years ago when they were trying to you know charge a fortune for this really lame ads uh, reporting add-on to come to where it is now with all this functionality and their dashboards and everything they've come a long way and it's just this is really good this is a really good tool i'm very impressed with this and i think one of the key things here craig is that people get to a stage where for example they've utilized all of the pre-built reports and then they start delving into something more specific and this is where this is going to be deeply powerful to deliver that data. Now, Craig, on to our sales feature of the week. And this is about HubSpot team round robin meetings. And this is yeah. not a new feature. No, it's it's not new. It's been around for ages. And you use this for some of your clients as well, don't you? Correct. I have set it up for some of our clients and I loved how it works. And we just want to make you aware of it, that this is a really key aspect. One of the features I think that makes the meeting tool stand out especially when we're talking about teams and the ability to do that. So you can put the people in the team and essentially the system will pick out who's available at the time and give the person the ability to book the meeting. Now, so that's one part, right? What's the next part? There is a gotcha with this. It is. And we'll come to that now, gotcha of the week. But I really like this team around Robins. I've only just started using it recently, I have to say. And so that's why I put it, wanted to put it in the show notes. As I said, it's been around for a while. It's not new but I hadn't used it until a week or two ago. And it's really good. I just really like it. And as you said, it just means whoever's available, there's only one meeting thing that you go and sign up for and it allocates it out to whoever's available. So really flexible and good user experience as well. Now, one thing you can do within that, and that is going to be a gotcha of the week, but you can put uh, ability to have a Zoom link that will automatically get put in there. And we're going to come to that. But before we talk about that, the sales feature of the week. Sorry, I meant the HubSpot Extra of the Week, Craig. Extra of the Week because there's so much good. Now, you told me about this one. You were like, oh, did you know you can do this with emails? I was like, no. Show me this. And you've got some nice screenshots as well. After a discussion about emails in the last episode and about having single column, I had a customer of ours uh, kindly put together a three-column email, which made me mortified. (laughs) Anyway, to to do them the justice, I kept it as version A. I made version B with two columns. And in the process of doing that, I said, I was testing on mobile and I said, well, how do I make this look better on mobile? And what I found was in the builder for the image, happens to be for the image part of this, there's a slider that says show as maximum width on mobile devices. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll try to test this out. And sure enough, what did I get? I got uh, the image spanning the full width for mobile. Now, when I first did this 
because of the image sizes, it didn't work 100%. But then once I fixed it up, it worked better. And I've put a screenshot in the show notes of what it looked like on a desktop device when you preview the email and what it looks like on a mobile. And it turned out really great. And you'll see the same part of the email in the show notes. So I encourage you to use that and use that feature to make it better for mobile. Yeah, that, this is really good. By the way, I'll just tell listeners, if they go and see the screenshots, you have deliberately pixelated the photos, okay? That's because it's one of your clients. You wanted to protect them because, you know, just because they might not like to see their own uh, images so that's right. in our show notes. So you've deliberately pixelated them. That's not how it actually looks <laughs> in the email, right? So I don't want listeners going, what, are these the kind of emails Ian sends out? <laughs> can't even read them so you've deliberately pixelated them just for the show notes folks but this is a great tip it's my new way of increasing quick through rate craig because they can't see what they're clicking (laughs) it's like when people make deliberate typos so that they get a response yeah that's right anyway on to our husband gotcha of the week craig and this is to what we were talking about before it's about zoom links within hubspot meeting links. Yeah. And by the way, shout out to Chris Higgins for this first one. So we're going to talk about two separate instances of gotchas with Zoom links. He's alerted us that the issue is around permissions. So let's say you and I, and we've both set up our, we've got portals in, in a HubSpot portal, a user accounts in a HubSpot portal. You've connected your Zoom account to your profile. I've connected my Zoom account to my profile. Then I go and create a meeting but because I'm an admin, I can create a meeting for you as well. Yes. So that's fine. It allows me to create a meeting, but it won't allow me in that meeting to have your Zoom link, possibly some permission there. So this is what Chris has identified. There's no real workaround at the moment. So that's a bit of a gotcha. I haven't actually tested that myself personally, but I've had a similar occurrence. I will just mention it here, but you, when you and I were chatting about it before, you were saying, no, I I might not have set it up correctly. So we've got to double check this. But when I set up the team round Robin meeting links, so I've got myself in there and Kylie from our team in there, we tested it and someone booked a meeting with Kylie, but because I'd set up the, the team round Robin meeting link, the notification came from me. And also my Zoom link was used to create the meeting, even though the meeting was for her and went into her calendar. So I was a bit confused around that. So possibly it's a gotcha or possibly I've just stuffed something up and you said to me, oh, let's, let's check that out and test it. So listeners, I might have to come back next week and say, oh, I got it wrong, which would be good because then the gotcha is I did something wrong and we can tell the listeners what it was. But just be aware of that. Send us a note or send us an email if you've actually had gotchas as well, specifically around using Zoom in HubSpot with multiple users and trying to make that work. Okay. Uh, marketing tip of the week, Craig? Well, John Loomer's done it again, hasn't he? He sure has. I love his stuff. <laughs> good little reminder. Like this is simple stuff, but a good reminder. Just how to set up custom audiences in Facebook for your most engaged website users. So these are, this is retargeting or a pixel on your site. So people are coming, you're creating an audience of the people that visited your site, but for the most time, and that's a simple setting. You can say visitors by time spent, you just choose top 25%. Pretty easy to find. I've got a screenshot in the notes from one of our Facebook accounts on how to set that up. And listeners, this sounds like something you would possibly do in HubSpot. 
in the ads tool. Now you could based on just visitors to your site, but the key difference using it in the Facebook ads tool here is you're doing visitors by time spent and you're choosing the top 25%. And that is the winning formula right there. Actually, before I continue on, Craig, I do want to tell people if you are setting all of this up and we've spoken about this before, even if you don't intend on using Facebook or Google, please set up your pixels and please collect the data because there will come a point when you've got enough data or you you might decide, hey, I want to go and market to these people that have visited our site or looked at particular pages, it becomes really useful. So for example, I had a customer the other day, they were trying to market a particular product and it's a lower value product compared to the rest of their products in their business, right? But they've got a lot of stock and they had a very small list of people that had previously purchased the product. What was really interesting, I was able to go and create a list of people who'd visited the pages Mm. on that product who might not necessarily have bought the product, right? But they looked at it at some point in time. And then what I did was I was able to push that list into Facebook to then target them, which I thought was fantastic and even email market to them. So here's one of the things that the power of it is you've just got to have your pieces in place and then you can utilize them at the right time. Good advice, Ian. All right. Inside of the week, Craig. All right. So I've called this the importance of focusing on results, which will sound obvious, but let me explain a situation or a trap really that I fell into with a client, quite a big client, actually, a sizable uh, retainer working with them, a bunch of our team working with them. So the goal, as you can imagine, is leads and revenue. Of course. Well, you know, this is a, a client, so that's pretty common. However, we got drawn into all these discussions about marketing stuff that doesn't really tie into leads that we just got trapped on. So things like, oh, we need new email signatures that, you know, keep the corporate brand. Oh, we need to update our quoting template. Oh, we want to impl- like all these general things that a marketing manager would probably or a marketing coordinator would look after, right? So they're not bad things, but they're just not high value and they're certainly not noticeably contributing to the outcome that the client's paying us for, right? So we're doing all these things. We're even doing mock-ups of storefront signage, all these kinds of things, right? And then the client said, well, you know, where's the leads? And we're like, oh, yeah, well, we're running some campaigns, but we've been doing, spending so much time on all this other stuff that we hadn't devoted as much time as we should have been to campaigns, driving traffic, leads, and converting into customers, right? So pretty basic stuff. Luckily, we caught it. The client, we're on very good terms with the client, and they had a bit of a dummy spit at me, and rightly so. I kind of allowed us to fall into this trap. We're back on track now. It's probably, you know, when we're starting to wind down all those other pieces that we're doing. But the reason I want to mention the show is, like, don't make the mistake I did. It's so easy. I've been doing this for years, Ian, and yet I got caught in this trap. And there were signs like, oh, that's great. You did all these pits. And then it's like, they're not high value pieces. They're little, yeah. So this applies both to agencies listening to this and also marketing managers because as an agency, you know, you've got an external client. If you're a marketing manager, you've got an internal client, which might be, well, your, your boss or your company. So make sure you're focusing on the high value things. Agree with whoever you're your stakeholder is about what the most important item is leads 
whatever it is. Make sure that's your focus. And uh, yeah, don't make the mistake I did. Have you ever fallen in this trap, Ian? I hope you haven't, but <laughs> I don't know. I certainly have, Craig. <laughs> that's why I can relate to this. And, you know, one of the things that we have done is be really clear when we're talking to people be really clear on the goal, write that at the top of the piece of paper really big. And then if they're asking you for all of this stuff or you are being required to deliver all of this, is write it all down and then measure it against, hey, what have I got to achieve, right? We've actually got a big blackboard in the office now we write stuff on so we can see it every day. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. And you don't understand. It's great having HubSpot and it's great having reporting and getting stuff emailed to you. But when you have something, when you walk into your workspace that you see in front of you, or you constantly, when you scan the room, you see that, it has a whole different effect. It really refocuses you from what am I doing here and brings you back. So yes, those things might be important. So write them down and then measure it against what you want to achieve. And you can put that in a, we need to do that or on the later pile, or I need to delegate this to somebody else to get it done, but it's not your main focus, but that's the way to manage it really well. And I mean, encouraging people be visual about it. I've been telling people to write sticky notes and stick it on their vanity mirrors or in the bathroom or wherever it is, wherever you see stuff a lot, do it because it keeps you focused. And listeners, this is not just for marketing. This is even for something you want to achieve for that week or even in your life. What are you believing for? And do that. You'll be surprised what you will achieve and what the outcome will be. All right. Resource of the week, Craig. And this is Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Yes, yeah, so this is a free level version. Yeah, it's a free version. You, it's, um, you get, it's pretty good. You get a site audit and backlink profile. And they've called it Ahrefs. Oh, by the way, is it Ahrefs or Ahrefs? No, uh, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, Ahrefs, what, I think. What did we decide? Ahrefs, yeah. They've called it Ahrefs Webmaster Tools which is a confusing name, but I guess it's okay. But everyone, you should sign up. And when you do, you can just import straight from Google Search Console. So if you've already got your website set up there, import some all, create some projects, it's great. And what does it give you, Craig? It gives you their site audit and a backlink profile for each uh, website that you import. Now, their site audit's pretty good, highlights a few things. Uh, we use SEMrush for most of our stuff we've got a big paid plan with SEMrush that we use and it's got a site audit and so we're kind of comparing it to this to check what's uh, good and bad and actually the the Ahrefs one does have actually some nice things on it so one of the things that jumps out it'll highlight large images on pages so you can quickly go oh here's a and so we had one of our client sites that set up this little resources page with tiny thumbnails each of the thumbnails, you guessed it, was some massive, you know, three or four meg image that they'd just resized within the their CMS. So yeah, immediately then we're cleaning up and making pages more performant. Is that a word? Performant, Ian? No, more performant. And then there's also a backlink profile as well. So I, I think it's just a no-brainer. Go and set them up. They're really good. Now on to our quote of the week, Craig. And this is from John Maxwell. One of my favorites, and it says the seven steps to success. Number one, make a commitment to grow daily. Be a learner doll right there. That's right. Number two, value the process more than events. Number three, don't wait for inspiration. Number four, be willing to sacrifice pleasure for opportunity. Number five, dream big. 
Six, plan your priorities. Oh, well, there we go. Inside of the week right there. That's right. And number seven, give up and go up. What's that last one? Give up to go up? What's that mean? So you've got to give up certain things to move up, Craig. So I saw a really good, I don't know if it was a meme or a picture of someone was saying that you can't carry a really heavy, heavy suitcase up a mountain where you're like, you're, if you're climbing somewhere or you're going places, you're moving up, you can't carry really heavy stuff. You've got to let go of stuff so you can climb the mountain. And there you go. There you have it. Now, Craig, the word of the week, Shoshin, tell me. Uh, it means the beginner's mind. So see how we've very neatly top and tailed this episode around that? And got a link to the Wikipedia link. But yeah, it's just, it, I think it's a, um, it's more of a Zen term um, and it's around just this idea of approaching everything as a beginner, even if you're advanced. And I remember when I uh, I did karate um, for many years, as you know, and the 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 people that were probably the most open were the black belts and the, and the higher dans when we got there. Um, just this idea that you're always a beginner. So it's a very martial arts mindset as well. You're always a beginner. You've never kind of arrived. You've never reached it. Very well said, Craig. All right, listen, now we talked about uh, buyer personas can overcomplicate your marketing. Oh, I just see this from a friend of the show, David C. Baker. We love his stuff. He's got such a good post just talking about, and we've all seen those buyer persona, um, you know, how to create a buyer persona. And it's like this massive list of characteristics mm. and are they married and what they got kids and pets and what do they drive and yes. what coffee do they drink and all this. I'm like, what? You and I have discussed this on the show. It's like, what? what is this? It's so like specific and bizarre he's just come along and I, uh, it's such a relief to read this he's like you only need to know a few things pain points their understanding of the cost and the authority to make a purchase along with the confidence we knew as a supplier it's like that's your buyer persona how do you find those people kind of thing i, I do get it though knowing interests of people mm-hmm. is important absolutely particularly for targeting you know you know i've chat about things like how do you target tradies well do they have an interest in four-wheel drives? Oh, that's a good way to target tradies, that kind of stuff. So I get that, but a lot of the other stuff, it's just, mm. yeah, overkill, isn't it? Yeah, and listeners, I think this is a really common thing, and I think I think we discussed this in the last episode, is bringing it all back and reviewing your personas and understanding who you're marketing to because everything you create from your content to your videos to how you speak to them, when you speak to them is really key. And it's a really key aspect that people often miss when they're doing this. So here's a good reminder to us, A, not to overcomplicate things and B, to constantly review it. Now, Craig, what's the next one? Facebook using tobacco playbook. We love we love tobacco around here. You've got to read this link. It's just, well, just a former Facebook manager talking because, you know, it's called before the Congressional Committee to talk about it and just how they've so focused on making Facebook addictive. And he actually used the term, they used the big tobacco playbook. And I just thought, yep, that's it, addictive. Well, all social media tri- channels or platforms trying to do that but he fears we're pushing ourselves he actually said this to the brink of a civil war possibly at worst so frightening stuff but just reminds us of episode 151 when we likened 
advertising on Facebook to advertising on cigarette packets. That's right. Uh, yeah, brings back memories, doesn't it, Ian? Sure does. Now, listeners, we'd love you to connect with us on LinkedIn. Please send us a message. And if you do need help, Craig and myself are here to help you. No matter where you are, how big or small you are, don't ever feel you're not worthy to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And we'd love to thank... Chris Mottram uh, from Podcastly that produces our podcast. Thanks, Chris. And keeps this show on the run. And Craig, you know what? Last episode, we told people to tell us, the people that we been listening from the start, and we totally forgot to. Oh, my goodness, we did. <laughs> well, did anyone contact you to say they'd been listening from the start? I can't say I have. Well, they didn't get anyone, so. <laughs> anyway, I think there are a few. So, let's just name a few. Charles Mackay being one of them. Yeah, good on Charles. Justin, go the extra. That's right, Dan. I'm sure yeah. our team's been. <laughs> remember Dan from, um, remember Inbound that time we went? Yes. I'll probably Adam Downer. Shout out to you, Adam. That's right. Now, listeners, uh, thank you for sticking with us over the last five years. And we would love you to share this with your colleagues and share this with people on your team. Until next week, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.